Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't the best sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, Dane here with Wags, and folks, Packer season is upon us. We're just days away now from training camp starting. Uh, cannot wait to see the 2023 iteration. There's a lot of change happening in Green Bay, um, but a lot of the same faces too. We're going to see every year's different no matter what. Um, But today, Wags, I think it's going to be a fun exercise before the guys actually hit the field, before we see training camp underway. I think we want to talk a little bit about breakouts, sleepers, guys we're excited to see, right? Um, We want to see, I want to hear from you, Wags. I've got a couple guys maybe in the back of my mind. Um, And, and, you know, our our thought process here is we're not talking Rashawn Gary. We're not talking Preston Smith, right, or or, or Aaron Jones, guys that are extremely, extremely established. We're talking maybe guys that have that opportunity. Think about Kayshawn Nixon, right? Came on, was a veteran guy, but then blew up last year, became an all-pro. That's kind of where our mindset is. And how are you doing tonight, Wags? Because I'm feeling good. It's Great to see I, you. It's great to talk about the Packers. I'm doing great, man. And uh, yeah, Dane, good to see you. And folks, uh, just in case you haven't been with us before, so Dane and Wags, uh, I'm Wags, Dane, and we um, we're kicking off. I think it's our fourth season uh, talking wow. Packers here. So we'll be with you all season long, typically Monday, Thursday, um, post-game and pre, pre-game previews every week. Um, this is really kind of the unofficial kickoff of the season in a way. I know, with as you said, uh, camp is right around the corner. So uh, if you have been enjoying the offseason and not really paying any attention to anything with Packers football or content and whether you're listening here before camp breaks or if you're listening maybe a, a couple weeks down the road and just trying to get up to speed with what what to look at with this uh, new look roster in many ways. Um, welcome aboard. Welcome back if you have been with us in seasons past. Uh, but uh, go back too because we had a bunch of player guests and interviews uh, over the last couple of months. So if if you want an opportunity to get to know some of these guys that um, are, are going to be battling in camp and uh, some of the guys you'll know, some maybe are new, uh, whether they're undrafted uh, free agent rookies, uh, first year players. We've had a couple guys that have been on the team for the last couple of years as well. So go back and check that out. Uh, Dane, we, we've, I think, had over tw- 12 player guests this offseason. So um, really cool to be able to talk to that many guys that are going to be in camp and uh, battling for their opportunity to be on this 53-man roster. But, um, yeah, so that said, uh, for the purposes exercise, Dane, I limited us to three guys. And I know this will be really hard for you, but I, I thought it was important that we don't just name half the roster that we're excited because we're excited to see all these guys. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to say three. And so... Um, however you define it, as you said, not not those obvious guys that are, are really established. But we did agree before we get into our individual three, there's one that's just a default that we have to mention. And maybe he's, you know, certainly you could say 
semi-established by default because he's going to be our QB1 this season. But Jordan Love, um, we've talked a little bit about Jordan Love. Um, once the Aaron Rodgers trade became official, before it actually happened, we knew it was going to go down. So we've had some thoughts earlier this offseason on Jordan Love. But as we gear up here on the eve of camp, I think it's important that we start um, with guys that we're excited to see, um, breakout sleepers, just playing excited. It's got to be Jordan Love as the main default guy. So, Dane, what say you? What is what's really going to be what you're looking to see, and and what are you excited to see uh, when Jordan Love steps onto the field in camp as QB one? Yeah, I mean QB one Jordan Love, and you know anybody that's in our age range or younger, Wags and I are you know just just getting close to forty here. I mean we've pretty much known two quarterbacks our entire life which is absolutely remarkable. Um, so here we are uh, getting close to camp with Jordan Love, and I'm I'm eager. Um, he's been working his backside off this, this offseason. Um, he's been, I think, really truly a leader uh, with getting a lot of guys together, a lot of our, our, um, our guys this offseason. This is a young offense that the Packers are clearly building around. Now, you know, Going into the draft wags, I was I was nervous, and then as the draft started to take shape, I went, "Oh well, the Packers have a plan." Now I, you know, does a plan work? We'll see. But they had a plan, and this is an offense that I expect to grow together. And there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some lumps. Quarterback all the way down the roster. But um, I'm excited to watch Jordan's athleticism. Um, people are going to be surprised by that big arm. He's got a huge arm. He's got a cannon. Um, you know, I mentioned the quarterbacks of, of past. I think he's got a little bit more Brett Favre gunslinger in him than Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, you know, there's going to be times where maybe we're pulling our hairs out a little bit with Jordan, but I think he's going to be aggressive. I think he's going to attack the center of the field a little bit more than we've seen in past years with Aaron Rodgers. And, um, you know, the question becomes, in this year, year four for Jordan Love, is the game slowing down for him? Is he able to process through his reads? Remains to be seen. But I'm just excited to watch Jordan get out there. He's he's a, he's a quarterback that can use his legs. He's a quarterback that can use his arms. And Wags, um, I'll tell you what, I think he's got a real opportunity to be a good quarterback in this league. And um, it's going to start here very soon the microscopes on Jordan Love, but man, he's got weapons around him, albeit they're unproven, some of them, and, and a little bit younger, but they're explosive. This is the fastest wide receiver group I can remember in some time, and Jordan Love's got the arm that he is not going to underthrow these guys, so let's see how this goes. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. You mentioned his legs. I, I, I think with Jordan Love, as excited as I am to see him out there, the main thing is, is we can't expect him and he can't try to do too much as as he has this opportunity unfold in front of him. We should have a pretty good defense. Now, I know uh, some Packer fans out there, that'll induce an eye roll, but uh, one of these years, we're going to have uh, a top 10 defense. And I, I'm not going to discount that this could be the season that comes together from the start of the season. So um, it remains to be seen if that actually happens. However, uh, he also has a really good offensive line. He's got fantastic running backs uh, behind him in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And yeah, he's got a young and mostly unproven uh, wide receiver core that has some some potential, uh, you know, to, to really grow. Uh, but I, I don't think he has to necessarily 
try to do too much. I don't think those young receivers need to try to do too much. Uh, this is a Packer team that can try to win with a slower tempo, with their defense, with their special teams. This is going to be a different look uh, if the Packers want to put together a winning formula for most games this year than I think what we've seen in the past. Um, you mentioned one other thing that I think is important, his legs. Uh, last couple of seasons, we've seen Aaron Rodgers less and less and less move around. And yeah, he can move around in the pocket pretty effectively still for a guy his age, but he has not been someone that has tried to use his legs very often, very, very rarely, I would say. Um, there were a couple instances in the last season or two where uh, he he really stretched to, to get that first down or, or, or in a key moment in certain games. But I think Jordan Love is going to be someone that with the speed that they have vertically, if things break down a little bit and he's kind of still working through his reads and progressions, he's a pretty big guy. And I, I, I'm not going to compare him. He's not, you know, a Lamar Jackson athletically um, that's going to use his legs in that way or a Jalen Hurts or someone of that nature. But I do think that with a younger quarterback and he's a he's a good athlete um, that he he can use his legs effectively. And that's going to be another weapon that this offense has been missing in the past uh, few seasons. So uh, with with having a guy like Christian Watson that can stretch the field uh, on some of those jet motions. And you've got obviously Dylan and Jones that can really carry the rock um, uh, behind him in the running game. Now all of a sudden defenses have to cover a lot more of the field than I think they had to in the last couple of years. Uh, so uh, if, if we're smart and, and we're able to really um, have uh, some situations where Jordan loves not trying to, rest the issue and do too much and expect too much of himself. Yeah, he'll have growing pains, no doubt about it. But I think he can really evolve into that role uh, without putting so much pressure on the quarterback in Green Bay. Um, it's been all about quarterback leading the team in Green Bay uh, for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Uh, but this is an iteration where we don't necessarily have to expect that to be the case. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, Wags. It's really good insight. Um, and you mentioned, right? It's 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 been quarterback driven in the past, but there are a ton of other dudes on this roster, right? And right now we're at ninety one uh, because of the uh, uh, the exception uh, that we have with with Kenneth. But um, you know they're going to cut from ninety one down to fifty three, and then they'll add the practice squad guys, and that's what training camp's about. But Wags, this podcast. We're here talking breakout sleepers. Guys, we're excited to see. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the buck to you right away. Let's get to it, man. Um, we're gonna be talking about Jordan Love all damn year. So um, let's talk about some of these other guys that maybe aren't your your currently premier guys, but that have the potential to be. Who you got first, man? Who who's on the top of your mind? Yeah, I'm really curious to see how many of the same guys we end up having. So folks, I was giving Dane a really hard time because uh, I don't trust him not to name half the roster in this exercise. It's just three. However, I did allow both of us to have a couple backup honorary mentions ready in case we have any overlap. But yeah, Dane, getting right into it first, it's, it's going to be our first round pick, Lucas Van Ness. Uh, this is a guy I'm super excited to see, and not just because he's a high draft pick, but I think that 
with his versatility on the defensive line, uh, potentially coming off the edge, and the fact that Rashawn Gary is as much as he appears to have been progressing um, and uh, potentially ready for camp, we will see if he's end up on the, the pup to start camp or not. But um, Van Ness, I think, could be a three-down guy. He may not line up on the outside and passing down situation, but he could be next to Kenny Clark in some passing down situations on the inside. He did that at Iowa in college. Um, I think he has uh, tremendous leverage. It's a big guy, strong guy. Uh, by all accounts, he had some really nice um, moments in the OTAs. And um, I think he's going to be someone that I will be fascinated to see if he's ready to come in from day one and potentially have an impact and be getting some really meaningful snaps out there on the football field. Because if he is, he's the type of guy that profiles to be a difference-making player uh, in the first year in the league. Uh, now, he may not be out there getting 50 snaps every week. Don't get me wrong. But if he can give you 20, 25, 30 meaningful snaps and, and really – uh, settle into a role uh, on this defense that uh, he can be disruptive and, and be out there and, and really be part of the rotation and an anchor um, uh, to, to help this defense. Uh, that could be something that could really, really uh, make a big difference in terms of what this defense could be. We've seen uh, you know, the 49ers as a defense is a perfect example. They've had just waves of guys up front in the trenches on the defense side of the ball that they can bring in that can be disruptive uh, all throughout a football game. Uh, and I think Lucas Van Ness could be one of those guys right here in year one. Uh, it will remain to be seen what type of role he earns and carves out for himself in camp. But I couldn't be more excited to see this young man get out there on the football field. That's great. That's great. And I mean, man, I'm excited for it too. And I got to tell you, doesn't he kind of remind you in some ways, his playing style of Rashawn Gary, you mentioned Gary, he's kind of got the same comp in a certain way, like where he can play all over the place. And he's just physical, isn't he? He's a beast. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. Rashawn came in and didn't really play much in year one. Uh, you know, so it was behind Zedarius and Preston Smith. Those guys got most of the snaps. And in year two, started to carve out more of a role for himself, obviously. Um, really was more in that outside. But last year, as you said, as you're mentioning, Dane, Rashawn was moving around quite a bit. So it'd be really interesting to see if. Van Ness can do that right off the bat. I'm not saying that he's a better player than Rashawn uh, was or will be. Um, I just think that there's a chance that based on the circumstances, Van Ness could find himself having a nice, nice sizable role if he earns that uh, right away here in the first season. That's great. Um, and Wags, so you mentioned a first round pick that you're excited about. I'll tell you from the defensive side and I'm going to go with somebody that's also a first round pick from the defensive side, just happened to be from last year, Devontae Wyatt. Um, Devontae Wyatt is somebody that I think is a legitimate breakout candidate, not a, not only for the Green Bay Packer defense, but in the NFL. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, last year, Wags, you and I, for you new listeners, um, this will be new to you. For you older listeners, this will not be a shock to you. We are very frustrated with the lack of playing time. And, and frankly, the amount of playing time Dean Lowry was getting over some of the other guys, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt. Um, 
I thought Devontae Wyatt, when he was on the field, was absolutely dominating and electric. And he had very, very limited snaps. But every single time, Wags, Devontae Wyatt was on the field, and I'm talking eight snaps in a game, he popped in three or four of those snaps as a defensive lineman hand in the dirt. Um, there's something about this guy. There's a reason they drafted this guy as high as they did. And I'm telling you, I think Devontae Wyatt has all of the ability in the world, feeding off of somebody like a Kenny Clark, playing off of some of the talent behind him this year. He is going to be a difference maker for this Packers team. I'm putting my name on it right now. Packer fans by week six are going to be wearing number 95 jerseys out there, right? They're going to be loving it. We saw the trend last year. The more snaps that he got, the more dominating he was. I thought that week 18 game at Lambeau against the Detroit Lions obviously didn't go the way we wanted to do it, but Devontae played, Devontae White played phenomenal football in that game. Um, he's got great leverage. He's got great power. He's able to shed blockers. He's strong against the run. We saw him put it on tape in college. We're going to see a continuation in the pro. So Wags, instantly Devontae White just pops to me. He's got another year um, in Green Bay. He's been working out. They, you know, He's been working with nutrition team, all the things that you're looking for. He's going to be a pro's pro going into year two. So Devontae White instantly becomes my breakout candidate for the Packers. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he was a guy that I had circled, underlined, and highlighted. Uh, so I, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. And Dane, I mean, the, the you mentioned what he was able to do with an increased snap count uh, later in the season. I think we were both really frustrated that Dean Lowry was getting as much run as he was. Surprised that he was even on the roster last year, to yeah. be honest. Uh, thought he was really a prime candidate to be cut uh, heading into the season last year. And as he he got hurt and you know we don't cheer for guys to get hurt uh but realistically once he got hurt um we saw TJ Slayton, we saw Devontae Wyatt, both those guys started getting more snaps. And I don't know if it was just situational, if it was, you know, who the competition, who they happened to be playing in some of those later weeks of the season, but all of a sudden our defensive line and our, our rush defense went from absolutely atrocious to at least serviceable. Uh, it would be that be fair to say, Dane, yes. towards the end of the season. And I think most Packer fans would be happy to get 17 weeks of ser serviceable rush defense, considering how good the guys we ha have on the back end are and the ball hawks that we have back there. Uh, so, you know, yeah, let these young guys play. And certainly Devontae Wyatt's got to be right at the forefront of that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. I mean, no doubt about it. He's, he, he is a very, very good player. He's got talent around him too, which doesn't hurt. I mean, I, I really do envision a scenario wags with Kenny Clark and, and Devontae Wyatt next to each other, that that's a really challenging one-two punch for an offensive line in the interior uh, to have to manage. I would not want to be an interior offensive lineman for an NFC North team this year facing the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I love that. So, Dane, next guy that I'm going to mention, I'm got? staying in the trenches, but going over to the offensive side of the ball. And I'm going to go with second-year offensive lineman Zach Tom. And yeah. I got to tell you, Zach Tom – I don't know where he's going to be starting on the offensive line, barring injury, but he is going to be in this top five. I'm just, mm -hmm. there's no doubt about it in my mind. I, I really feel like he was one of the top five guys on that offensive line last year. I know we had some guys shuffling around based on our tackle situation um, uh, with, with uh, Bakhtiari coming back from injury, but with Elton Jenkins coming back from injury last year. Uh, but Zach Tom, 
um, phenomenal season as a rookie and just uber talented. Only guy currently listed on the roster on Packers.com in the offensive line room that just has the designation O-lineman. Um, everyone else is either a guard, a center, or a tackle, or a you know a hybrid of those two. Zach Tom just listed as O lineman, only guy listed. That's great insight. Um, I love. He might that. play center. He might play guard. He might play tackle. But I am going to be absolutely shocked if he's not one of our five starting offensive linemen this season. And not only that, but I think from a breakout standpoint. He's the next star on this offensive line. This is a Elton Jenkins in the making. This is, I'm not going to say David Bakhtiari. He's a different player at a different stage mm-hmm. of his career. But I really think we saw Elton Jenkins break out in his second year as an offensive lineman a couple of years ago. And I think it's Zach Tom's time this year. We've got some other really capable young guys that are going to be competing. Uh, but w- whatever works out, I, I am just going to say I will be absolutely floored if Zach Tom's not one of the five and his versatility is truly, truly such a value for this Packers uh, offense. And um, I'm really excited to see where he slots in and, and what this offensive line group could shape up to be uh, with him kind of stepping into that second year and getting a, a little bit of an expanded role. That's great. I, uh, he was on my list, Wags. You, you, Zach Tom is a stud, right? Like he's a stud. Sometimes offensive linemen are just studs. Dude's a stud. He plays it all. You said it. All the offensive line positions. I mean, center all the way out, right? He just has that ability uh, to, to do so. And that's, that's why the Packers, I think, are in such good hands. Uh, the offensive line is they're so damn good at drafting guys. And Zach Tom's just an absolute gem uh, of a guy. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go very young uh, on this next one, Wags. I'm going with a with a rookie. Um, is somebody that's going to stick out at a priority position. It's it's a, traditionally a position that is a little slow um, on the um, uh, to to um, have a massive um, direct impact, particularly in the pass game in year one. It's the tight end position, but I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave, uh, the the second round pick, uh, or excuse me, third round pick uh, for the Packers uh, at tight end. And he's somebody that I saw all camp long making really, really acrobatic catches. He's a very, very good athlete. He's sneaky fast wags. He kind of reminds me a little bit um, the way he catches the ball of a young Jimmy Graham, not an older Jimmy Graham, a young Jimmy Graham with kind of how he high points the ball. He's got really fluid movement with his body. Um, Some guys just look natural catching the ball. Some guys don't. He looks natural catching the ball. I'm not worried about the blocking ability uh, of of Luke Musgrave at all. I think he's somebody that um, that's going to come very naturally to him. Um, The the question becomes, you know, can he make an impact early on in the passing game? And I say yes. Part of the reason I say yes is I am committed. I believe that um, Jordan Love, and this offense under Matt LaFleur is committed to attacking the middle of the field. And um, and I think that Luke Musgrave is going to be a nice, um, I don't want to say security blanket, but somebody that's going to be a great mismatch, that Jordan's going to be able to find a big target in the center of the field that's going to be able to beat um, inside linebackers off the line of scrimmage. He's going to be big uh, against safeties where he's going to be able to kind of bully his way around. I really like his comp early on for the Packers. And I'm not necessarily saying dude's a thousand yard tight end, right? Year one. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that he's a difference maker. He's somebody that's going to pop. I think he's going to have um, better statistics 
than any of the tight ends on the Packers did last season. And I think that he's going to be somebody that's going to be a very, very helpful target for Jordan Love, not only moving the chains, but also in the red zone, being a big body for the Packers. There's a lot of newer guys, a lot of younger guys, but do not sleep on Luke. Luke Musgrave early in the year. He's got phenomenal hands. We are blessed with um, with Robert Tunney in the past having great hands. I think Luke Musgrave has similarly good hands, and that is a high praise with how good Tunney's hands were. But I think he's just more athletic, more explosive off the line of scrimmage. So I'm exceedingly excited about the draft pick when we drafted him. The more I've watched him, the more film I've watched, Luke Musgraves is going to be a player for this Packers offense, and I think he can be early and often this season. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see. As you mentioned, your your caveat is rookie tight ends often have a hard time having an impact, but he almost has to by default, barring injury. So, um, I mean, we've got other guys. Uh, we've got Deguara, we've got Tyler Davis that've been around, and 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 I think in some of our our um our heavy sets will definitely probably be still be quite involved uh, out mm-hmm. there in, in some of those personnel packages, uh, but. We're going to need some help um, from at least one of these young tight ends. And and Tucker Craft is obviously another guy. It's a third-round pick. Um, but, Dan, I, I'm anxious to see what we get out of those young guys as well. And certainly Musgrave is the is the main guy that you're going to look at first. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how ready he is to step in and contribute because um, we're going to need some help in some form or fashion uh, from someone in that group. Yeah, no doubt about it. Wait, who you got? Who you got as your third guy here? I, this is fun, right? I'm, well, I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I'm really enjoying myself too. But uh, Dane, before we do that, I think yeah. since we're doing a you know quote unquote regular podcast, mm. uh, I'm really parched right now, and I think we got to talk about our sponsor, Leap Spirits. And uh, yeah, so we're recording this, and and if you're not watching live, I'm just gonna show here that. Uh, bartender Wags, uh, created his own cocktail. And, uh, so what I have is I'm showing a, uh, a martini. And, uh, for those of you James Bonds fans out there, it's, uh, a, a, my version of a Vesper martini, but of course made with Leap Spirits vodka. And, uh, it's instead of three parts gin and one parts vodka, we got to make Leap the primary ingredient. Mm-hmm. So it's three parts Leap vodka, one part your favorite gin, uh, and then, of course, half part, uh, your choice of dry vermouth. Uh, now, I do need to point out, for those of you that don't have the video, uh, we've got olives and a lemon twist. So the green and yellow is very well represented in this drink. And just so you don't think that I am going off the reservation, I also created, a, I think, a very appropriate name for this drink, um, Dane, we're going to call this drink the Golden Boy. Uh, and uh, that, of course, for you young Packer fans that may not know your Packer history, is an homage to, of course, the Golden Boy himself, Paul Horning. So, uh, Dane, Leap Spirits, we're right here in midseason form uh, talking about Leap, but uh, wanted to make sure that we get a good shout-out and mention for them. Future Pod, I will make sure that we shoot a video on how to make this drink if you want to go ahead and mix it up. But um, we'll put the uh, recipe in the show notes as well so you guys can go out there and check it out. So, folks, Leap Spirits is available anywhere in Wisconsin. Check out Festival Foods uh, is a primary vendor, but leapspirits.com and go to find Leap Spirits to find it in a retail store or restaurant near you. 
Um, all right, Dane, you look like you froze up a little bit. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to continue talking. Uh, we're coming back here. We're talking sleep out, break out, or sleepers, breakouts, and guys were just plain excited to see. And uh, we left off. You were talking about Lucas Musgrave. So I'm just going to continue. My third guy, I've got Rudy. Ford and Rudy Ford uh, was a guy that came in and uh, certainly uh, was not expected to play a big part on the team last year. Uh, got cut um, in preseason and Packers snapped him up uh, primarily as a special teams guy. Um, Gunner uh, wanted to be able to uh, shore up that special teams. Rudy Ford has specialized in that role and that's really what he did for most of the first half of the season with the Packers. But um, injuries and uh, maybe a little bit of underperformance in the safety group, uh, from primarily from Darnell Savage, uh, opened up an opportunity uh, for Rudy Ford. So you could argue that maybe he already had his breakout. Well, I'm going to tell you that I think this is going to take another level. I, I, I look at Rudy Ford as a, a guy that could come in and potentially lock down a starting position as a safety in that safety group. And, and, and what's more, um, I think he has the potential to really have a, a breakout season here, uh, kind of uh, similar to, to what we saw in Razul Douglas a couple of seasons ago. So uh, kind of a guy that I, I think most casual Packer fans know the name Rudy Ford at this point, uh, but I, I'm not necessarily expecting him to be an impact level player, but this guy just has a sixth sense and a nose for the football. And uh, that's something that can make a significant difference on the back end of the defense. Uh, I think he's really hungry. He just hasn't had still fairly young player. Um, Feels like he's really found his, his, his golden opportunity with green Bay. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I think he's a guy that uh, if he gets more opportunity this season could, could really uh, have a lot of impact uh, if he can continue to get his hands on the football. So uh, Rudy Ford is the last guy uh, that I have uh, that I believe is going to be able to uh, be someone that I'm going to be excited to look at and is a potential breakout player um, on the defensive side of the ball moving forward. So um, Dane, we lost Dane here. So I'm going to see if he is going to rejoin. Um, it, it, we had one more player from him and, and I just really anxious to see if he's going to be rejoining and, um, and if he's going to be able to tell us who his last guy is, if he's not on here in a couple of seconds, I, I might go ahead and just mention one other guy that I had circled so that we can end up with, a full six, but um, honorary mention guys that I had on my list. I know we were keeping it to three, but be, as we wait for Dane to rejoin, one other guy that I had, rookie Deuce Watts, a wide receiver. Now, I, I know that Samari Toure is kind of the off-season all-star of this wide receiver group, um, and uh, I, I'll be the first to be super excited 
if it's if it's Toure uh, in his second season that has a breakout and, and, and carves out a bigger opportunity for himself on the offensive side of the ball. Um, part of the reason I'm really looking at Dusquats, I just fell in love with this guy uh, in the tape and, and in the post draft process after Packers selected him, a guy out of Michigan State. He is someone that I, I just really feel can give this offense a different look than some of the other guys in that wide receiver group can. Um, he's just got phenomenal hands. Um, he's deceptive speed. Uh, he is football fast. Um, and I, I think it can be in the slot. And even though he's not the biggest guy, uh, they can line him on, on the outside, runs all the routes. Uh, he can run deep. He can run out over the middle. He can be out in the flat. Um, but he's, he's someone that it's hard not to look at as a young Randall Cobb. And uh, so I think he could be one of those jack of all trades. We know Coach LaFleur really loves to use guys that can uh, be uh, in motion. Uh, and so he could get some looks in that role as well if he's able to come in and, and prove himself and earn that opportunity in camp. So uh, Deuce Watts is uh, maybe a deeper sleeper um, for an opportunity to carve out a role for himself. But just because of the type of player he is and what uh, what a different look he could potentially give this offense, um, that's simply why I just wanted to mention him as a guy that I had on my list uh, because uh, as, as a rookie coming in, you know there's always going to be someone that uh, pops out and, and maybe surprises everyone and carves out a bigger role for himself than would be normally expected. So, um all right, folks. Well, I got a message from Dane that his internet unfortunately went out. So um, I could see if he's going to message me who his last guy is so I can put it on the air. And uh, we're going to go ahead and put that on there. And folks, thanks for hanging with us. Um, but uh, yeah, so who we've mentioned so far, I had Lucas Van Nest. Um, Dane had... Um, Dane had uh, uh, Musgrave at tight end. Um, I also, and he also had Devontae Wyatt on the defensive line. Um, I had Zach Tom on the offensive line. Uh, and then my last main guy was Rudy Ford. Um, oh, he, he had Rudy Ford as well. So uh, I think we've got it covered. And uh, so uh, unfortunately with some technical difficulties, I think we're just going to wrap up here for the evening but folks thanks so much for joining us and again if you're new with us or even if you've been following us for some time now thanks so much for joining and listening please share us with a friend um, and uh, please join us uh, we'll be live streaming on monday and thursday nights in uh full force once the actual uh, season gets rolling. So um, we'll have some more preseason content, of course, coming. Uh, and if you uh, haven't had an opportunity, go out, go back and check out some of those uh, player interviews that we had uh, over the last couple of months. Uh, we've had a ton of guys on uh, and you can really just uh, be able to uh, listen to see how they really tick and get to know what they're all about. So um, anyway, I think that's going to be it for this evening. As always, be legendary and go pack go. 
Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will